Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the 127th episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast, and I just have to preface this by saying everything in my body hurts. <laughs> it, it, every yeah, every, every part of my body hurts right now. I can imagine. I can imagine that. Yeah, uh, I ran the Brooklyn, the Airbnb Brooklyn Half Marathon yesterday, and I can't believe that all this talk of actually training for the marath- half marathon. And all the things I had to do to prepare culminated uh, yesterday. It just felt like yesterday came much faster than I expected it to. Yeah, it it really felt like that. But you did really well. I was proud of you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. I was I was proud. I was terrified. Uh, I went through basically every emotion that you could have yesterday. Um, but before we get to the uh, the race itself... You had your own adventure. I wouldn't say it was 13.1 miles worth of adventure, but yes, I did. I did have an, indeed have an adventure. So when you told me that you were planning on running the, the half marathon, I don't know how many months ago, I was like, oh, I'm definitely coming up to support you for it. I'm going to come up. I'm going to root for you. And so it, it, it crept up on me too. <laughs> so yeah. I, uh, I had been talking with Lena about it for the last couple of weeks, and we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do, whether we would stay in a hotel, do Airbnb. And Airbnb just seemed like it was way cheaper and we would have a little bit more flexibility. Like, I don't know, we just get the whole place to ourselves, like a kitchen, a living room, do whatever. And so the plan was to to leave at about 4 p.m., get there, hopefully at, say, 8. And the idea was that we would drive from my house to my friend Adam's place in, in uh, upstate New Jersey, northern New Jersey, mm-hmm. and then catch a train from from uh hawthorne from his town to new york city and then from there go to brooklyn and so the drive itself should take about two and a half hours without traffic then we should then i I was allotting like hour hour and a half for for the commute uh to brooklyn and so we we hit the road at about like 4 30 4 45 because i was working on on um on some work and so we we left at like four 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 thirty, and I was already I already knew we were gonna hit rush hour. We were gonna get into traffic, and my GPS. Starts yeah, how going early? Like, how early did you hit traffic? Oh, pretty like much immediately because from from here, right? You, you the the best ways to get on ninety five, from my house is to take three twenty two, which is just off yep. Route One. Oh God! And, yeah. Oh, I know And that that's traffic. a lot. That's a lot of traffic. And so, um, I tried to let the GPS direct me because it was counting for traffic and so it ended up taking me 322 it overall wasn't too bad but it did something weird which i was wasn't familiar with like it didn't take me across the commodore barry bridge to get just to connect to the turnpike it took me up 476 and what and i don't i don't know dude i don't know it took me like north it took me like around the city around philly so like i think it took me west then north then back east i don't know man it was a mess we end up crossing the Delaware River, and the the trip that should take two and a half hours without traffic. I think we got to Adam's place at about six thirty p.m. Oh, sorry, no, that's not right. We got to his house at 
It had to have been cl- it had to have been close to eight. It was like seven thirty, yeah. seven forty five. We got to his place. Yeah, that place. makes more sense. Yeah, with all the traffic that you were just talking about. Right, right. I wish I. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it had to have been like seven ish or so, um, because we caught we caught the train from his town. I think we got to his place at seven fifteen. Caught the train at seven forty, and got to New York City. And then from there, we got to Brooklyn at about uh, a, a little after ten. Now I had originally messaged this person on Airbnb. I told her uh, we're we're hoping to arrive by eight p.m. If that's okay, and she goes, "I'm literally reading the messages right here." She says, "Hey, that's totally fine." I'll be at work, so I'll leave the keys at this deli on this street. You can ask for the keys there. The apart, the entrance to the apartment is on this road. Take the flights of stairs up, and don't hesitate to contact, contact me at any time. At 6.42 p.m. on Friday, I messaged her and said, just a quick update to let you know that we're, we got in pretty bad traffic. We'll, we're likely to arrive at, after 10 at this rate. And she didn't reply. Then at 10.45, I said, hey, we're standing outside, but there are no keys. We can't get in. Um, so basically what happened was we went to this deli, right? Because I figure, all right, my biggest concern is that the deli would be closed. <laughs> I was like, right. is the deli going to be open at this time? I don't know what type of place this is. Um, we get there from afar and I literally see the, I see the lights on the deli and I just have like this wave of relief. I'm like, all right, this is perfect. I'm late. I've been frustrated because we got in traffic. Everything got delayed, but I just want to get upstairs. I want to make this sign. And I want to go to bed. Well, shower and then I go to bed. Um, right. And so we go to the deli and we ask the guy for the keys. And he goes, um, uh, he starts looking around. He's like, there are no keys here. I was like, what? What do you mean? No, like, what? Nah, dude, they're here. Like, they said they're there. Look again. Looks around, no keys. <clears throat> so I try, we try, I try calling, I try calling our host. She doesn't pick up. Remember, she said she's at work. Text her. Then I sent her this message that I sent at 1044 that we're standing outside. Then Lena just calls her non like over, over, over and over and over again. Lena probably called her like 30 times. Um, and so all of a sudden she finally calls Lena back because we're literally standing outside and it started to get cold. Like Friday was a really hot day. It was like 90 degrees, but at night on, fr- on, on Friday night into Saturday, it cooled down a good bit down to like this, yeah. down to like 60. I'm wearing like shorts and a short sleeve and she calls Lena and she's like, Oh, like her husband said that, you know, the keys were supposed to be at the deli. They should be there. Let me call my husband and he'll, uh, and I'll call you right back. So we're sitting outside waiting for her to call back. She calls back. She's like, yeah, that's weird. The keys are supposed to be at the deli. Um, all of a sudden, like, and we're still st- sitting there. She's like, yeah, um, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. I'm going to try to call the owner. Then all of a sudden somebody opens the, the door at, at the, uh, in the, at the building that we're staying in. And he's like taking trash out and I wasn't gonna like fall anybody else in. So I'm just waiting. He goes, you guys waiting for the Airbnb? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, they just told me to let you in. So he like lets us in the building and he's got a set of keys. So we see, he gives us the keys to get, he goes, yeah, this is the first door on your right at the top of the landing right here. And, uh, yeah. So we go up the stairs, go to the door on the right and I am trying to open it and, and the key's not working. I was like, that's oh, not working. Open the door, the door opens and there's like this girl standing in the kitchen and I'm like, oh god, this the Airbnb? She's like, yeah, but I think it's a different one. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, because I, I think what the guy was saying was that because we were walking up a set of stairs, like we walk in the building, and we were, about, I was about to enter the stairwell, right? He's like, yeah, first door on the right when you get to the top of the staircase, right? The door was actually like in front of me, but it was you know on my right hand side, so that's why I went there because he went to the into the apartment on the left, and 
I think he was saying it's at the top of the floor above mine. <laughs> so gotcha. go up the stairs, put the key in. Key doesn't work. Try another key. There's like four keys on this keychain. All the keys don't work. Go back down to the guy. Knock on his door. I'm like, yeah, keys aren't working. He's like, all right, I, I think I, maybe I left another one around. He's like, you know, the husband apparently had called him and said, I left the keys in your apartment earlier, but apparently the guy wasn't around. I have no idea how the relationship works, you know, whether whether he owns the building and he just dropped in, dropped the keys off. I don't know. So he goes in, gets another set of keys, tries it on the door, doesn't work. Comes back down, he's like, maybe I have another set of keys. He finds another set of keys. He's like, yeah, but I don't think these, I don't think these work. I don't even know what these are for. Tries it, doesn't work. Um, at this point, it's like 1130. I think it's probably oh, no. accurate 11 very quite accurate it had to have been around 11 30 because at this point i'm looking for hotels i'm like yeah this is not happening i'm gonna find a hotel nearby so i start looking for hotels at this point can't sit there and shop around for price it's literally the night of almost at midnight saying hey do you have any rooms available in in new york city like the day before this brooklyn half so call around can't find anyone with the hotel i'm literally like i'm, I'm calling places near your old apartment like the Wall Street area in Manhattan. Oh, I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'm just going to take a train back. It doesn't It doesn't matter. Yeah. So it doesn't matter at this time. You're but, a desperate man at this point. Yeah, but, but no one, no one's available. And so she, like, calls back. Lena was like, I, I can't talk to Because most of the time she was talking to Lena, so I didn't actually hear a lot of what she was saying at the very beginning. So she finally calls back, and, and I talked to her. I'm like, yeah, you know what? We're, we're not going to be able to stay. Like, I, I, she's like, yeah, I'm going to get the keys. I'm getting the keys to you guys. I'm, I'm put, I'm, I have a friend who's got them. She's on the way right now. I was like, yeah, no, nah, just tell her to turn around. Sorry. Sorry about that. But I, I, I can't. And Lana got mad at me for saying sorry. I was like, you know, whatever. I'm, 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 I'm in a, I'm in a place right now, Sandy, where I'm, I'm, I'm pissed off. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm trying, I'm trying to not like, cause you know, this is, this is Airbnb is an interesting thing because it is a, it's a service where you're talking one on one to people, right? It's not anonymous. There's, there's, it's not like some, this is not like I'm calling a hotel and I'm being snappy with the person at the front desk. They don't know who I am or what I look like. They can't leave a review for me, things like that. And so, right. So, you know, I'm just there's more on the line here. Yeah. And, and I still, I, I don't try to like snap at people anyway. Like that's not something I'm, I'm I do. So, okay. It's like whatever. So I'm just like, yeah, we're going to stay at a hotel. We, we'll, we'll cancel it. Like I didn't try to discuss like I'll give my money back or anything like that. Just we cancel, right? So yeah. At this point, I'm getting hot inside the building. I'm like, yeah, let's go outside. I'm too hot in here. So yeah. we go outside. You're getting heated though. Yeah. You're getting heated. Disappointingly, that heatedness didn't stay with me because I got outside. I'm sitting at the at this bus stop <laughs> and it was it was getting cold. I'm like, Sh- I should stay inside, dude. <laughs> um, and. All of a sudden, I get a message from her, right? And at this point, we're still like looking around for hotels. I'm trying to get on the line with Airbnb. No one, no one, like I'm, I've been on hold with Airbnb for like 10 minutes. All of a sudden, I get a call from or um, a message from our host. She goes, Hey, so you guys arriving more than two hours after the plan time really threw off our check in plan. The guy at the deli who had the keys already left, and I do apologize for running around on your end, but I feel it's pretty unreasonable for you guys to not be willing to wait for 10 more minutes at this point after we had already, uh, after we already had someone on standby to give you the keys for several hours. I don't find it fair that you, you get a chance, that you get to change your plans last minute and show up several hours late, but you're not willing, us to, willing to give us the same courtesy by allowing a little time to accommodate your change schedule. schedule. So... Hmm. So 
here's the thing. And, and, and How do you answer to those charges? Lena saw that and was furious. Lena calls her. <laughs> Lena calls her. Well, mostly because we couldn't get a hotel. Like, we couldn't right. get a hotel at a, at, a, at a reasonable rate for what we need. But, like... Dude, we're 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 gonna be we're gonna we're gonna get to the hotel and we're gonna be able to be there for like five six hours tops and then we have to leave to pay right. like two hundred fifty dollars for that is a lot and so here's the thing we we showed up two hours we showed up two hours after I had I had told her like we didn't agree upon a time per se I mean I guess I told her we're hoping to arrive by eight right but here's what she says that's totally fine I'll be at work anyway so I'm just gonna leave the keys at this place right yeah so if you leave the keys at this place. Why does it matter if I come there at 10 p.m.? If I come there at 8 p.m., I could show up at 3 p.m. at the, at the, the earliest check-in time. The key should still be there, right? The right. key should never move because it's not like someone came and was like, oh, they never picked up the keys at 8 p.m. It's 8.30. Let me go get and grab the keys back. Like the right. keys just were never there. So the agreed upon method or drop-off location was never – you guys just never did it. I don't know where the keys ever were, but they weren't there. Mm-hmm. So – Lena calls her and is lawyered, and furious. Lawyered. Lena's furious, and so she calls her and she's like, you know, super snappy. She didn't like curse at her or anything, but she's super snappy. She's like, I just saw your message. You're sitting, literally saying that, you know, you, it sounds like you're just trying to protect yourself. I'm already going through Airbnb right now to go through the cancellation. I don't, I, I don't appreciate you saying, you know, this and that because the fact of the matter is that the keys were never there. If the keys were there, they would still be there, but they're not. Yeah. You sit there and say, oh, you left it with one person. Like, what did that dude do? Take the keys home with him after he left the deli? Like, nah. Right. Like, the keys aren't there. So so what we're prepared to do is wait here for 10, 10 minutes. And if you, if the keys aren't here in 10 minutes, I'm canceling through Airbnb. I'm getting my money back, and I'm going to go stay in a hotel. At this point, um, like, so we're coming to the city. I, I, I know a few people that live, in, that live in New York City, and specifically a few people that live in this neighborhood in Williamsburg. And so... I message, I message my friend Dave. Now, I didn't tell most people that I was coming because it was going to be a super quick trip. I didn't want to say like, hey, I'm going to be up in New York, but probably not going to have time to see you. So right. I, I, I call Dave and I, I'm like, hey, you know, what are you doing? He's like, I'm about to go to bed soon. Uh, but are you in the city? <laughs> and so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He's like, wait, where are you? So using, uh, Google Maps, I sent him my location. He goes, dude, you're so close to me right now. He's like, I'm a 10 minute walk, 10 minute walk away tops. Um, at that same time, the keys show up in like an Uber or some friend. I don't know. Some dude just rolls up in a car, like pulls up like 10 feet past it. So I thought he was waiting for somebody. So it took us a minute to go to him to see what was going on. He has the keys. So we take the keys. We go upstairs. I'm still talking to Dave at this point. He's like, I'm going to come over, say what's up. But he's like, dude, yeah. next time you're in the city, tell me I have a free room in my in my apartment. You can stay with me for free. He's like, you can park on my street. There's always parking available. You can park on my oh street. My. Oh my god. <laughs> He's like, oh my god. Because when I told him where I parked, he's like, dude, never do that again. Just tell me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we just didn't really like because we're gonna be up like at six a.m. We're gonna be leaving because yeah. we wanted to get there on time, right? We wanted to leave. We wanted to leave um, before six. Or at least I wanted to leave before six, and to to make sure that we were at that first stop on time because the first stop was at like mile marker one and a half, like. You know, it was early. Something like that, yeah. So we wanted to be there to make sure we saw you. So we didn't want to inconvenience anybody because, like, again, I knew, I knew, like, I know like three people that live in that area, and I just didn't want to be like, hey, like, can I crash on your couch and and leave at like five forty five, six a.m. when you're sleeping? So, 
we we go upstairs. We try to open the door. The door was a piece of crap. We couldn't. I don't know how we ended up getting it open. Like the doorknob just like didn't turn. We were able to unlock the door, but you couldn't like turn the doorknob. <laughs> so Jesus, we go in. I I, I felt the pl- like I I've stayed in worse places before, but but Lena, <laughs> Lena was quite upset, and because and because I think compounded by the fact that you know we had been given the runaround for so long. Right, obviously, right. she was very furious about that. I was I was furious about that the 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 quality of the place like it wasn't like you know a five star hotel Lena was like pissed off about every little thing in there it wasn't yeah. it wasn't I mean, it wasn't it, like it also it was like it like was said, like go ahead it's just compounded by the fact of getting to that point yeah yeah she's like trying to cover her and say like oh yeah you guys showed up late like you guys showed up after we agreed upon yeah I sent you a message I mean my message was at what six forty five I said six forty two so maybe that's not the most advanced notice in the world. But I also didn't know I was going to be getting in really bad traffic and, and getting this like weird directions from 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 Google Maps. Like I said, that we it took us like a weird path, but we were also in stop and go traffic for a long time. It took us like when I left my house, it was like oh, it's going to take two and a half hours to get there, right? An hour later, the thing said I had two and a half hours to go. <laughs> I was so like mad about that doesn't that. make any sense. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I I try to let her know, and and like she had already said, she was at work, so. The the key should have been the key should be where you said they were going to be. I feel like that that wasn't too difficult to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, to me, it doesn't sound difficult. No, it really doesn't. Feels like that's pretty basic. Like that's the easiest thing. My biggest concern was is the freaking deli open, and what do we do if it's not? And it turned out the biggest issue was the fact that the keys were never there to begin with. They gave us the runaround, thinking I think that they thought that they were the 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 neighbor had the, the right keys for the apartment that nobody left them there they just thought that he had the right keys and they were like yeah i think i left the keys with him oh yeah great idea let's have him get let them in and it turned out that didn't work but like you know we we arrived at 10 45 10 30 i think 10 30 because we you know we had to talk with the dude and i was trying to tell him to look around or whatever so we arrived like at 10 30 or so and we didn't get inside the place until after midnight so we were standing around outside slash inside for a little bit for over an hour and a half and finally get in, sleep for like five hours or so, and then finally got out of there. And and we we, 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 we slept like we, we didn't oversleep per se, but we, we, we weren't quick enough to leave to make it to, to where you would be on time. So we missed you at that first mile spot, which is unfortunate. But we did we did see you still. I know you didn't see us, but we saw you at mile five, and then we saw you at the very end. Yeah, you, so I was looking for you guys. Yeah, and I because I told you I would be there. I said I would be there at mile one, and I said I'd be there at mile eight. And I was wondering whether I'd try to figure out other places to be, if if it was possible. But those that was my plan to be at those two designated locations. Um. Yeah, I mean, I was just looking for you, but I was also, like, realizing that if I didn't see you immediately, then it was just my fault that I missed you, and I would just keep going. Yeah. Um, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna, like, focus too much. Uh, I, I basically looked to the crowd for emotional support from time to time, but otherwise it was just, hey, eyes forward, you know, just think about the next few steps, uh, and just move on. It was packed, man. <laughs> uh, how packed was it on your end? Dude, there were so so where the second the the first place where I stopped 
which was like a random spot in between miles five and six, right? It was right after mile five. There were people everywhere along the side. I was amazed oh, yeah. at how many people were there cheering. And I, I'm not, I wonder how many people actually knew people in the race and how many people were just there to support the runners. I think a lot of people were there to just support the runners. Yeah, it's amazing, right? Like, I, I guess yeah. a lot of people may just be going to the park because, so, so part of the race goes through Prospect Park in Brooklyn. And yeah. I, I want to say, like, a lot of the race takes place in there. <laughs> it was like five miles. A good it's, amount of it. Yeah. I won't say five miles. I'm looking at the map right now. Yeah. Um, a good amount of it, sure. And so I feel like people will probably just go to the walk or go to the park to take a walk, hang out with their kids or whatever. And all of a sudden they see there's a race going on. And, like, you have, like, this little girl next to me, really cute girl. Like, I, sorry. Like, a, I mean, cute, like, you know, adorable, like, little, like, four-year-old girl, whatever. I was, I was about to say, I'm putting you on I'm, the list. No, 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 no. <laughs> just saying, like, you know, she was just so excited about the runners. She was really excited right. to be there. I just thought it was cute. And she's, like, talking to her dad, and her dad's like, yeah, like, you know, give him five or whatever. Like, you know, so she, like, reaches her arm out, and all of a sudden you see these runners, and all these runners, like, look super exhausted, right? And then, it, like, you kind of see them look up, like you were just saying, and they see this little girl, like, with her arm out, like, you know, smile, like, and so they like kind of come over to our side and they give her a five and all these people like coming coming by giving this girl like high five. Yeah. Um, but the the amount of runners too, it was just like a flood of people. So many people nonstop. I thought there might be like gaps, like you know, people running, you know, one or two people together. Then there might be like one person running by themselves and like a bigger cluster of people. It was just constant people, a, like yeah. a, like a just a, a, a freaking river of people Dude, just, nonstop yeah, exactly. the whole time. The perfect way to describe it just a river of people so so that was that was your yeah. aspect of getting to the race yeah. um so let me tell you what, what happened I'll, and i'll and i'll sort of go back to the night before um definitely had the carbo load always wanted to do the like the, the night before the race carbo load <laughs> you also wanted so to do that i've always wanted to do that i've done it before but i wasn't running a race <laughs> I was just being, I was just being gluttonous. It's like, uh, what do you, what do you know this pasta for? You running the race tomorrow? No, nah, I'm just hungry. Um, sounds sounds good. Yeah, right. So, I, uh, I'm trying to give a really quick shout out. Uh, uh, I hear the shout outs. The shout outs are coming right now. We gotta give a shout out to Greg, to Pat, Jaisal, Renee, Paul, Ricky, Kate, Rue, for for just as a collective whole of being there yesterday and supporting each other, supporting us, uh, everyone in that group that I just reached out, uh, everyone ran their fastest time yesterday. Like nobody in the group, everybody in the group basically had a personal best, which is, which is incredible. Um, so we went to Pat's place and he basically cooked up three pounds of pasta for the six of us. And we just went to town. It was just like pasta and some some sauce. Um, and we just sit there, just, you know, we quit. we wanted to keep it easy. We ate dinner at like 6.30. Uh, we hung out for a tiny bit, but everyone's like, you know, it's, t- it's race day tomorrow. We should go to bed. So I ended up walking home from like, thir- I want to say like 38 in Lexington to like where I live on 72nd and Broadway. And I didn't plan on doing that, but then my uh, my friend Paul was like, I'm walking home to 48th and 8th, and I go, well, I'll, walk, I'll walk with you, because it was nice out, right? Friday night was start, when it was starting to cool down, um, walked through it, and then at 48th and 8th, I was like, you know what, I'm, that's another like 20, what, 24 blocks till I get home, like I might as well just like slowly walk, 
So I did that. I got home. I put everything. I laid everything out. Made sure my alarms were up. Like made double, triple checked everything. Went to bed. I went to bed. But I also watched a little bit of the Cavs Celtics game, which a I a little bit or done. a lot of bit. I, I I will lie. I watched a lot of bit of it. Um, I probably watched like two minutes left in the fourth. <laughs> Yeah. What would you even watch that, dude? The game was over in like the third quarter. Would you even bother no, it was, watching? It was it over the, the half. The reason why I wanted to watch it was because you there just... was a chance for the Celtics to have a franchise record loss. <laughs> it was like, oh my god, they might lose if they can lose by more than fifty-two points. That's history. Um, so I'm just sitting there, like just laying there, like I should go to bed. Yeah, but the Cavs' third unit is out right now, and they're still stunting on these kids. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Go to bed at around almost like ten forty five maybe, and I uh, I had a little bit of trouble sleeping, but after a certain point, I I know I definitely knocked out. I did, and it wasn't a restless sleep either, which is nice. It wasn't like I woke up at one, I woke up at two, you know, like those nights. They always uh, those are nights that kill me. Um, I had my alarm set for four thirty a.m. because I was going to go meet up with Greg, and we were going to take a cab to the to the race. Um. Just didn't want to have to deal with like anything on the subway and just having that much time to yourself. I woke up at 4 a.m. and I rose like Frankenstein. I just like literally shat up with my bed like, oh, it's time to go. <laughs> so I made, a, I made a pot of coffee. I drank a cup of coffee just to, you know, get my system going, get my bowels moving. I wanted to sort of uh, move as much of that pasta as I could. I drank like two glasses of water. I basically went to the bathroom three times in my apartment. And then when I went to Greg's place, I, could, I took a cab over to Greg's place, and he was getting ready. And I went to the bathroom two more times at his place. Um, and then we took a cab from there all the way down to uh, the beginning of Prospect Park area. Um, when we were in the car, it started raining like pretty hard for a good 10 minutes. And we're like, oh, man, like, we're not, we're not, I'm not ready for this kind of running weather. You know, we Thank God it wasn't like the day before that was going to be super hot, but oh, also yeah. – also, I'm not ready for it to be like cold and wet. Um, we had to walk, you know, a good amount of time to the, our starting area for wave one, and the bathroom lines—I kid you not—look like the be- the Best Buy lines for Black Friday. Like it's just looping around on each other. That's people are trying insane. to cut lines, and people are just yelling at each other, like, "Hey, don't be an asshole. Get back in line. The line starts all the way back here." Um, I use the bathroom, and how long do you have certain- to wait? Like twenty five minutes. That's not that. Yeah, I mean, that, it's, not, it's not, sucks, not bad, but it's yeah. not bad. But I basically had a full bladder, um, going to the uh, going like waiting for the for the porta potty. I walk out of the porta potty and my my corral section corral F is like packed with all these people waiting to go to the bathroom. I don't know how I'm like we're gonna line up and all this stuff. So I go, you know what? Let me move up a little bit. Let me just move up. And I wasn't even thinking about it until I realized, like, oh man, I moved into a faster section of the race. Like, these are the runners who are in a higher corral, a higher corral with like a lower letter. So I was probably in, like, either the D section or the C section. <laughs> and I was like, I wasn't paying attention. I was like, oh, there's a little bit of space here. I, uh, I, I made a playlist the night before. And so, um, you know, I'm listening to, uh, let me just tell you the first five songs of the playlist. The first five songs of the playlist are there to get me amped. I got the... Uh, the YRN2 intro by Migos, yeah. And then uh, I got Kill Jill by Big Boy and Killer Mike. I got Mask Off by Future. Uh, I got Despacito, that remix that everyone's been listening to. 
and Unforgettable by French Montana. So I'm like, all right, these are the five songs that like, are going to get me amps, and I'm playing it just after the uh, just after the uh, the national anthem gets sung. So I know that they sort of let the professional runners go first. These are the guys without numbers. I mean, without letters. And then you get double A, and then you get A, and then they start to let the other people go, you know, in sort of the uh, in staggered start times. And so I start, and I'm still listening to the uh, the start mix, and I go, okay, this is fine. And I and then I tried to get my Strava uh, Run Keeper sort of thing app going, but I didn't realize it until at the end of the race that not only did I have my Do Not Disturb function on, so because a lot of people were still texting, and I didn't want to run with all the text message notifications going off. That if I had the Do Not Disturb, it felt like I was I wasn't getting my mile times, and I wasn't gonna like take off my armband in the middle of the race, take my phone out and try and get all that stuff going again, you know? Like, that just felt like I would be focusing on the wrong things. So yeah, I was like, oh, man, this sucks. I'm not going to – because it's always nice to mentally, he- like, hear the music fade out a little bit, and then my app goes, you know, total time is blank. Previous mile is blank. So it's like, all right, I get the total run time so far, and I get my previous mile split. And that way I can go on the fly. I'll know if i got to go up. Like I speed up or I got to slow down. So I don't have any of that. So I'm just running now. And I'm just like, all right, let me just keep up with the people around me, totally not realizing that this is a faster group of runners than I am. So I'm looking at the map right now on my phone. And so like you said, we start out basically right outside uh, Prospect Park. Like We run down uh, Washington Ave outside the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. Mm-hmm. And then the first uh, mile, we sort of loop back up a little bit. And then that's when I saw all the people like running down the other side. I thought, man, these are some fast people. What am I doing? We loop around Grand Army Plaza. We come back down. And then we basically run along the uh, west and southern edge of Prospect Park, miles two to three. three but the, the third mile marker is the entrance to uh, Prospect Park. And then you run into the, uh, you run into the, run into the park. And I was told at the beginning of the race by my friends – that if you can make it out of Prospect Park feeling good, you'll be fine because those are where all the hills are. The Brooklyn half is predominantly like a flat race, except for the beginning part where you got to run up into the park around into like this sort of, like I keep calling it like a volcano crater, right? Like you go up the one side of the peak, you go down into the valley, there's a second peak on the other side, and you just it's basically a precipitous drop, and it's flat to the ocean. So I'm running, dude. I'm just running with all the people around me, and I was like, "All right, I think I remember starting the start, starting the the starting line, uh, with the race having been ten minutes old." So I go, "Okay, whatever times I see along the miles, I just got to subtract ten minutes by." And then so I run past the the first timekeeper part, and I'm like, "Wait, am I running like eight thirty right now? What am I doing? This is too fast." But I just felt good, and I had a little bit of Gatorade. Like, I did a one-part Gatorade mix, two parts water, and I was like, I mean, I'm just, I'm not, like, chugging it. I'm just taking a little score just to keep the mouth sort of, you know, like it's, uh, like there's just a little bit of fluid in the mouth just so that it doesn't get dry. And so I'm running, and then I run into the park, and the, it's a beautiful day that morning. Like, the sun has started to finally sh- uh, show. There's no more rain. There's a nice, cool breeze, and I am just flying up these hills. Like I, with absolute no regard for training or human life, 
I am running through Prospect Park, and there's this one really tall black guy that had like these like pretty nice strides. So I was just sort of matching his strides and letting him be my pace setter. And then at a certain point, I must have just lost him. Like you would think that it wouldn't be hard to just keep track of the one guy in front of you, but I must have gotten uh, confused, or I think I must have been looking around for you guys. That I just all of a sudden I lost him. I go, oh, where did where did where did he go? <laughs> and at a certain point, as I'm running, I hear the pace setters. Uh, behind me goes, pace setters on your right, move move aside, move aside. And these are like the New York Roadrunners who are there to run at a dis- like a set pace so that the actual race runners know that they, as long as they're following this guy, they're following the pace. And they usually hold up a little sign. And I look at the sign, I go, 8.15? <laughs> I go, what am I doing? Let me, let me slow really, like, let me slow down a little bit so I let them go by. And then again later I go, Real oh, quick, real quick. Yeah, those pace setters. How long do they run? Are they're not running the full half marathon? They're not marathon, running the full right? race. No, um, I don't think they are because I didn't see any more past me after like eight thirty. That would be like, funny if they, they were. They're just like casually running the half marathon, setting the pace for other people. Yeah, this is their this um, is their volunteer work. Yeah, I mean these are like they look like they're great runners too, right? And what's it called? Uh, you. Oh, I just got a text message, and Greg said that you can get your medal engraved at the run center. So I might try and do that later. Nice. Um, anyways, so I'm running through the park, and I'm just feeling really good. And I'm like, I felt the hill, but I didn't feel like it was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like one of those hills. Because in my mind, when you said the hills, they made it sound like in a way where if you make it out of the park alive, you can you can make it home. <laughs> And so I was expecting the incline to be much worse than it was. So I'm running through it, and I'm and I zoom out of the park. And you said that you were at the five mile marker, right? Right. Yeah, and the, I'm looking at the five mile, five mile marker, uh, the mile five marker. I'm sorry. And uh, oh, never mind. I thought the, the the mile five marker was a lot more further out, but it's it's you you were still well within the park. Yes. Um, yeah, so I was just like, when you saw me, you said I looked like I was in the zone, and I probably was, because I was being an absolute idiot running that fast. Um, like I was saying, like, it would make sense to probably average like a nine minute pace, but not like, not the way I was running it. Like, uh, I'm looking at my times right now, the first 5k I ran at an 835 pace, and then... I was able to keep that for about the first 10K because my pace at the 10K was 8.44. But here's the thing. I'm running out of the park, and I'm like, oh, that was great. And I know that there's a massive uh, sort of ramp down, and that's when I felt my body starting to cramp up. And I go, see, I've never had this feeling before. I have absolutely never cramped in the first six races that I've run. Why is it cramping up right now? And... It was a terrifying experience because I have I don't know how to train for a cramp. And my only goal for myself was never stop running, no matter what. So I'm taking this decline. Most people are they're like trying to take off, right? Like everyone's like speeding right past me because it's like a nice downhill that you can sort of, you know, get that momentum feeling and start to build up as you as you run into the flat part of the race. And I'm just sitting there just trotting. You know, it's almost like a light Sunday morning jog. I've got nowhere to go. I'm running at that pace. Yeah. And I was like, man, 
and it's like in my gut too, right? Like this cramp is in my gut, and I go, was it the Gatorade that I drank? Was it was it me running too fast? But when I was running fast, I took two, maybe three sips of my uh, of my Gatorade. Could that have been the reason why I cramped? Was it because like when I did my long training run, I just ran with water and I didn't cramp at all back then. Is it the Gatorade this time? And so the cramps set in. I'm looking at the map right now. The cramps set in at like mile six. Maybe maybe mile no, mile seven. Because mile seven is when you're out of the park, I think. Yeah. Um, like right as you leave the park, you're at mile seven. And then from from seven, seven to, to nine, I'm just like – I'm running like an old man. Everyone's running past me. I can't catch up to anybody. And I'm just sitting there thinking – all right, this is a flat part of the race. I mean, this sucks because I have no energy to push past the cramp. Like, I have never, I don't know how to run hard with a cramp. Part of me is thinking, am I just gonna, am I gonna shit my pants today? Like, is this the, like, is this the dreaded? Because I know a lot of people, it happens to people when they run the full marathon. They just lose control of their bowels and they'll, yeah. they'll just, they'll just let it go. But then I'm thinking, like, do I have the same excuse to do that in a half marathon? And then part of me was thinking, wait, if I shit my pants, will I feel a lot better? Will I be able to go a lot faster? But I decided that that price was too high for me to pay. You have a lot of crazy thoughts going through your head. You were, <laughs> your, your thoughts were everywhere. Yeah. Like it was just like sea song. Like maybe it was a good idea to shit my pants so I can run faster. So I was like, oh, but everyone's going to be behind me and be like absolutely disgusted at just like me shitting in front of them while they run. Um, I don't think anyone signed up for that while they were, while they were running, but it was uh so from from i can honestly say that the running from 7 to 9 is the hardest i've ever run because i'm still it looks like i was able to keep um from the from my i guess like the 10 to 15 mark 10k to 15 mark 15k mark uh i went from 844 to 911 so you can already see me i'm slipping i'm slipping hard i'm losing about let's see like 20 uh 11 like what 27 yeah 27 uh seconds off the pace and that's a that's a pretty big drop right yeah and in my mind i felt like i was running a 12 minute mile like i didn't feel like i was going at any kind of real speed and i think it was because me running as fast as i was in the beginning i was finally catching up to the people i should have been running with that were running past me because they they seemed like they were keeping much more of a consistent speed you know, I had a friend who ran, like, I think his time splits are, like, plus or minus, like, five seconds of each other. So, like, that's that's ideal. And I remember doing that in a training run where, like, my first seven miles are within, like, three or four seconds of each other. Like, that's what I wanted to experience. But with the cramp, I just didn't know how to maneuver around it. And that's only half of the issues I ran into because for some reason yesterday when I was running, I was putting all the pressure on my left leg when normally I put the pressure on my right leg. And I didn't know how to realign myself so that I was striking the way I normally strike the ground. And it just felt like every time, like, I just, I felt like I was just running on a stiff left leg. Like, I wasn't bending the knees as much as I wanted to. And it just felt like any time I struck the ground, my leg was almost straight. And I'm just thinking, like, man, is it because with the cramp, I'm just sort of, like, rolling over the cramp in a way that I don't get hurt or I don't feel the hurt as much? But... I just knew at around mile seven, mile eight, I was like, oh, man, there's a dull pain in my left knee. Thankfully, it's not a sharp pain because a sharp pain that would have been much more debilitating. It would have forced me to really consider stopping the run. At least with a dull pain, you'll be like, all right, 
if this this sucks. I'm not saying it doesn't suck, but if this is just something I'm gonna have to deal with, I'm just gonna deal with it. So I'm running down Ocean Parkway, and people aren't joking when they say it's the most boring part of the run because there's no turns from like from seven to. I'm looking at the map from seven. Oh, just get out of here. From seven to twelve and a half, it's a straight line basically. Yeah, that's a long. It's a long straightaway. Yeah, I mean, there's a minor turn from seven. All right, so at mile eleven, there's a turn, and then from eleven to twelve and a half is another straight part. So I'm just running, and I'm just looking. Like I remember at one point, I'm running past uh, Cortelu, and I'm looking at my, and I'm thinking to myself, Cortelu Road from it's from a distance, and I couldn't see. I go, does that say Curtison? Like that's a really weird name for a road. You're gonna name it after like a, a fancy way of saying like a prostitute or something. And it's like. Does that say Cortelu? What does that mean? <laughs> like, I was, like my mind this was is, just wandering at that point. Which is funny because this is the point where, yeah, where I wanted to meet up with you, and that's the that's the subway stop I made it to. And I look at the app to see because you could like get relatively live readings of where you are based on your pace. And I'm like, oh, he just passed Cortelu. Time to go back on the train. We're just gonna meet up at the end. Yeah. And so I'm running, I see people getting like the Gatorades and the waters, and I'm just sort of sticking down the main part of the road, and I'm starting to hit like, oh, you know what the, one of the more, uh, well, just the parts that really, uh, it brought my spirits low. I must have miscounted a mile between like eight and nine. Like I, like in my mind, I went from eight to ten. And then so when I hit nine after eight, I go, you've got to be kidding me. I completely forgot about the ninth mile between eighth and tenth mile. Like for some reason, I was just like at that point I was thinking like, man, why why am I only still in the single digit mile? Because once I hit mile 10, it was like, oh, you have less than a 5K left. Like that's at that point with all the miles behind you, this is manageable. But it was really dis- uh, disheartening to see another mile nine. Which is really just the first mile nine. Like, I just never got there. Anyways, I get there, and I'm starting to run and run and run, and then I make the turn onto 11, and then this is when I can start to smell the ocean. And I was like, okay. You know, I'm still listening to the music, and I set my playlist for basically two hours and eight minutes. Uh, at the two-hour mark, my last song is Justin Timberlake's What Goes Around Comes Around. And I just want to be like, as long as I don't hear that song while I'm running, I'll be good. Um... But I knew I was getting to the part of the playlist where I was adding new songs the night before. I go, okay, this is sort of like this is where you should be at the end of the race, yada, yada. And I was like, where's, where are my folks? Where's my sister? And all of a sudden I see my dad. Like This is around the mile 12 mark. <laughs> I see my dad wearing like the, the same windbreaker I used to wear in high school. I was like, oh, that's my dad. My dad is looking through the phone. He's taking a video. He's trying to find me. He doesn't see me. I go, I go, dad. He doesn't really? see me. I go, dad. He still doesn't see me. And I just basically <laughs> – beeline it to the side go hey i'm right here and then i see i saw them cheer i didn't really read their signs i couldn't read their signs i was just focused yeah. on, on seeing them i saw them cheer and, and no joke when i when i you know gave my mom and my dad my sister a high five and when i when i saw them i felt a wave of adrenaline wash over me it was a very palpable feeling like i got an energy boost and i was like okay i'm still cramped a little bit my left leg sucks right now but at least i have the energy to push that aside and, and just like mute those feelings a little bit so that I can continue to run. And I, I make the turn on the 12 and uh, I'm sorry, I make the, t- uh, yeah, I make the turn on 11 to 12 and at around 12 and a half, I get the turn and I thought I was going to finish the race there. 
But I didn't realize that Surf Avenue, actually, like Ocean Parkway into Surf Avenue, there's that major turn. And I thought that I was already in like the finish, and I was like, oh my god, there's another Z part of the race. And there's a sign that says 800 meters left, and my friends were like, the, the space between the last 800 meters and then the last 400 meters will feel like a lifetime. And so I saw the 800 meter mark, and I go, okay, I am ready to... Uh, I'm ready for the sort of eternity that I'm going to feel between these. And I never saw the 400 meter. And part of me was like, oh, my God, they weren't kidding. Like the, these 400 meters, which is basically around a quarter of a mile, is the longest I've ever felt before. And then I, as I'm running and I'm making the turn on 12 and a half into the 13, that, that really hard turn on surf and 10th yesterday, I saw my friends and my friends were, and I had my headphones in, but I saw my friends Greg and Pat and everyone who had finished the race before me. Like Greg ran like something stupid, like one one hour twenty four. Like his average pace was like six fourteen or something like that. And and Pat did something equally stupid, like one twenty nine, one hour twenty nine finish. And so they're waving at me, and I could I hear them. They go, "Dude, you can finish in under two. You gotta keep going." And it's funny because every time they see me at the end of the race, I'm always just sort of like lackadaisical, like I never know where the finish line is. And they're always just like, "Dude, you're at the end. You gotta push as hard <laughs> as you can." I, and I sort of sort of did like a, "Oh, okay." I gave them the, the the thumbs up, and I go, "Oh, let me let me just try and push as hard as I can." But my but my left leg at this point is so sore that I'm just like, "Oh, I can't," you know. It, it, it just took every ounce of me to, to push harder than I was going. But then I knew that, like, oh, if they're, like, with the urgency in their eyes, like, you got to go now. You got to go now. I'm like, oh, oh, this is going to be a photo finish. And the race culminates on the end of the boardwalk. But to run to the boardwalk, you got to run up a slow, like, grab not gravel, like a slow cement, like, incline hill. It's like the accessibility ramp onto the, the boardwalk. And I go, oh. you've got to be kidding me. i got to run uphill now? And then you run up there, and it's basically 0.1 miles to cross, which you finish on the boardwalk. And it's packed with people, and you see the finish line. And I'm just running as hard as I can. And everyone's just zooming past me, just trying to like you know shave off as many seconds as possible. And about 10 to 15 seconds after I cross the finish line, Justin Timberlake comes on. I was like... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just slowly walking through. And then I thought I heard – because you said that the announcer said my name. Yes, they did. They said it They said it twice because at this point, Lana and I are trying to find you. And you can get from one side to the other by taking this like overhead – this um this little makeshift bridge or whatever that they made that goes over the runners. Okay. And so you – we got to the other side and we're like looking for you because on the other side, like the, the, the first side is where everybody is because no one knows about this bridge, I guess. And so we're like, oh, maybe you'll be able to see us on the other side because we couldn't even get to the front on that, the, the first side. So we go over and as we're walking just past the fish line, we hear the woman go and, and Sandy and, and John and Brian, congratulations, good stuff, whatever. And we're like, wait, how do we miss you? We can't see you. And then we're, we're like standing there for a minute and then she says Sandy again. And then very shortly after that, we spot you kind of in the middle. And so we start following you and trying to get your attention. Uh, I'm having like Lena hold up the sign so that you, so that maybe you'll see that. You'll see your name on it. Yeah. Um, and so Elena comes up and she starts like waving the side of my face. I'm just like, who is this crazy person? Why are you, <laughs> why are you next to me? And then she, I look away and she started laughing and I go, wait, is that Elena? And I was like, oh, hey, how are you? 
Good to see you. Um, dude, I thought she was a crazy person. I legitimately thought she was a crazy person. I go, not today. Not today. Um, but I saw her, and I, like it was great. And at that point, like after seeing you guys, you guys gave me basically another wave of energy, and I just didn't feel the leg as much as I should have. Because when we were walking to the train, like I really wasn't like too hobbly. I don't, I don't, I didn't feel like I was too hobbly walking around. And I guess because I didn't stretch properly after the race, and then sitting on the train for an hour, like my knee sort of locked into that, uh, on that yeah. position. Excuse me. So that, um, then then I felt it. But you know, we had a great lunch, a great lunch at the Smith. Guess where? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh come on. Come on, you knew we you, you never mess with the best. Shout out to the Smith. Shout out to the Smith Nomad. Um, but it was uh, I was glad that you know you got to meet my friends that because uh, they've heard a lot about you. You've obviously heard a lot about them. So it's almost like it was funny. Everyone kept saying that they felt like they were meeting a celebrity because they finally got to meet the other voice on the podcast. <laughs> the other voice on the podcast. It, yeah. Um, but it was uh, it was incredible. It was it, it, this basically started out as a joke during the the uh, beginning of the football season like oh you should come run with us i was like nah i don't i won't do that i'm not running and then after a while i was like well if you guys are all gonna run i kind of want to like hang out with you guys do while we do other stuff other than football so maybe I'll, I'll run too and then it became like oh just sign up for the half and then we can figure all the other races and i was like oh but if you sign up for the half you get a discount if you join the new york roadrunners association like you get the yearly membership and i was like okay let me just do that and then basically it became like one of those Best Buy Gamer Club things where like because you have the discount, you start doing more races and you find out that races are actually pretty fun. And this is the seventh race I've done this year. Yeah, it's and crazy. And the New York Full Marathon has that 9 plus 1 program where you got to run you got to run nine like New York Roadrunner sanctioned marathon qualifier races and you have to uh, yet the volunteer at one. So I already got my volunteer date set for about a month from now. And then you also have to run the nine races. I've already run seven before the summer starts. So that's, that's really good. Cause you know, the summers, it's really hard to run in the summertime and in the fall, everyone's always traveling. So I didn't want to like, I didn't want to be caught in a way where like, like my friend Pat, he had to run his last race on new year's Eve to get the final race. Like, ideally, I'm not as pressure-packed as that is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my times uh, right now. And I'm pretty proud of them, uh, and which, which is great. I, can, I know I can do a lot better. 5K time was 8.35 pace. 10K pace was 8.44. 15K was 9.11. 20K was 9.46. So about a minute difference between the start and the end, which is kind of crazy considering how much pain I was in, and the average pace was 9.05. I think I can shave off a good amount of time on my next run. Like I want to shave off anywhere between like a minimum a minute, maximum five minutes. I think I can do that if I, if I run more training runs because I only did the one long training run. If I can get like for the next year's, half marathon because i'm like hooked now i want to do the half marathon again to see how much better i can run it if i can do it like a few more training runs with the proper hydration techniques and all that stuff and making sure i don't like i don't know put all my pressure on my left leg again um i think i can run a pretty decent time 
So. Yeah, I'm sh- I'm sure of that. I think this this is this is the longest that you've run, right? The furthest. Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I imagine just getting more more experience under your belt, knowing how you how you you'll feel, um, at certain points, so that you can prepare for that. I think, I think it'll only get better. Um. Yeah, and I don't know if I have it in me to run the full marathon because obviously this is the day after the half marathon. But I'm I'm telling you, man, it's. I definitely don't want to. It's, it's well. I definitely don't not want to run it. Does that make sense? Like, yes. I don't know if I do, but I know that I don't not. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got an A in English. Um, but I'm, 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 I just want to say thank you to you guys, you and Elena, for coming all the way up and supporting me. Um, next year, hopefully, we don't run into the Airbnb stuff, so I know beforehand where you guys are. So I can give you guys a high five early. Right. If I can give you guys a high five early, I'll also take a photo of what I'm wearing so that you can you'll you'll see me. Um Yeah, well Lena so, had no problem spotting you. I was the one who had issues. Uh, yeah. And you she said was like, that, Whoa, Lena. Sandy, I'm like, where? Where? And she's just like, Don't worry about it. Whoa, Sandy, look over here. Sandy. Reza, don't worry about it. You're good. Yeah. Don't You're worry good. about it. I, I, I got you. it. I, I saw, saw like I saw your head us. as you go by. Yeah, I'm I like, saw it for, right. for the both of us. Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, um, and I know that I'm gonna be running the Philly half um, in November, so that's the like the weekend before Thanksgiving. So I'm just gonna come home for Thanksgiving week after that run. Um, so if you want to spend some time in Philly, I know that's less travel for you guys. If yeah. You get out for the day. But uh, but yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm excited, and I, and I like that. I used to. Be terrified of running. I'm terrified of being slow, but it's just one of those things where you just put in the work. And it's a couple months now. It's about five months in. And if this is the progress at the at the rate at which I put work into it, and this is where I ended up, I know that I can work harder. I know I can work smarter. And I know there's still more in me to dedicate to this little hobby that I think I can experience even more growth. But this is just something to say, like, I can look back on and say, hey, I've run a half marathon before, and none of my toenails uh, fell off like my sister thought they would. (laughs) My sister was like, my friend ran a marathon, and, like, three toenails popped off. And I was just like, part of me was thinking, like, ooh, because I know, like, my left, my second toe on both of my feet are a little (laughs) bit longer. Um, (laughs) And the left, the left second toe is, has been bloody for a while now. Like, it's just... Because every time I run, it, it just it hits the front of the shoe. And so part of it yesterday was feeling a little extra saucy. And I go, wait, does that mean, that the, does that, does that mean that the toenail is falling off? But I was like, well, if this is what it feels like when the toenail falls off, then this is no pain whatsoever because I didn't feel any pain. I usually thought that like if a toenail pops out, that's a lot of pain. Yeah, same. Um, and I'm sure it is. Um, that's why people, when they pull your you know fingernails and toenails off when you torture them, it hurts. Um, but... Thankfully, toenail is still fully, fully connected to my second toe. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, um, it, it, it meant a lot to see, you know, not only my family there, but also my family up here and you guys um, to, 
to see me through this. I know I could not have done it, and I know I definitely could not have done it under two hours uh, without you guys. Just you guys provided you know that push that I that that was needed to to get me through this thing. Well, we were happy to be there. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and you get to see my place. You got you got to see yeah. my place a little bit. Very um, nice place. Yeah, you, you you see where I play Battlefield now. It's uh <laughs> it's a world away. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, no, I'm really happy you guys saw the place, and you know, well, uh, hey, maybe you'll run on one of these days. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I don't know if I have a half in me, but we'll knows. see. We'll get we'll, we'll get we'll get you. We'll get us there. <laughs> we'll get us there. By the way, real quick, we were, we were talking about how many people we thought ran it. There were twenty seven thousand four hundred forty finishers. Jeez. Yeah. Finishers. Yeah, finishers. That's not people who actually started but but dropped out or anything like wow. that. So. Who knows? That's a lot of people. Yeah, it is. You know the Brooklyn Half sold out in, like in eight minutes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they had they not only increased in the amount of entries, but it sold out in like less than half the time. Like it was one of those things where you had to be at your computer at noon on a Tuesday. You log in. You hope to God you're not the ones getting DDoSed, and then you get in. You you put your information in, and bang, out. It was crazy. I'm really happy and fortunate that I was able to get in. That's crazy. Yeah. But uh but yeah, that's it. Um on on to the next thing. I don't know what that next thing is, but uh I'll be excited to get back to the shorter runs for uh, for a little bit just to <laughs> just to get the legs ready, but not today. Today I I get to walk around like I've seen things like like my legs don't work properly, but it's uh but I'm excited though. And it's a good day. I'm going to go outside and I think right now I'm just going to go and get my medal engraved because I earned it. You did. You definitely did. Yeah. Get your delivery. Just chill out. Chill out. At the end of the day, if you have less than a thousand steps on the Fitbit, ain't no thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like how many steps did you have? Uh it says fifty seven. <laughs> I took fifty seven steps today. It's like I just rolled around in the chair. I, I used it as a <laughs> as a means of transportation in the apartment today. Um but do yeah. what you gotta do. Yeah, if you're on later, you know, we can we can ride for a little bit. Alright, sounds good. Alright, awesome. Well, we'll get out of here then. I'm Sandy. I'm Bryson. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week.